Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Marauders podcast. My name is Benton. I'm Zach. We got a special guest with us today, Mr. Simon Bird, part of the uh, Louisville City staff. Simon, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I appreciate you having me on. Been eager to talk with you. You, I, you've been involved with the club for a while now, and I don't feel like I know a lot about you, so I'm really excited to kind of hear about your history and your your experiences. Sure. Yeah. As you said, I've been with the club now for two and a half years. And um, it was originally um, Mario who brought me in, in the youth side of it. So uh, I spent a lot of my career um, coaching in the youth side, uh, which I think has kind of helped me. But, um, you know, rewind a little bit. First of all, my connection to Louisville, I I played obviously growing up uh, in England, um, played for a, a few academies over there, ended up at Bolton when I was you 17, you 18, uh, didn't get the a contract I wanted and had this opportunity to go to University of Louisville, which kind of came out of the blue, uh, wasn't really sure what it entailed. I'd never been to the States before. I'd ne- certainly never heard of Louisville before. Um, ended up going over there for, and played for three years, had a fantastic time, went back to England to play. Um, five or six years, and then uh, always had it in my mind that I wanted to move back to, to the States. And I certainly always had in my mind that I wanted to coach, coach football. Um, so I kind of took, you know, even when I was playing, I used to look at ma- my managers that I had and different coaching styles. And I always kind of would be thinking in the back of my mind, who, you know, who do I want to be as a coach? And and I eventually got the, the chance to come back to the States in 2000 and I think it was in 2010, uh, where I was one of the assistants at U, back at University of Louisville. Uh, spent a few years there, kind of dabbled in the youth system, a little, youth game a little bit. Uh, ended up back into the college game with Mario over in uh, SIUE in Illinois. Uh, and then that connection led me back here, um, where I was the boys academy director for, for a little over a year. Uh, got the opportunity to work uh, for a very short period with Hack and Danny, and then obviously, um, you know, Hack parted ways and with the club, and and got an opportunity with Danny, and and here I am. So it's it's kind of a, a interesting journey as far as I've I've spent a lot of time in the youth program, in the college program, and and also now in the professional uh, system, and that's always where I 
you know, envisioned myself always where I wanted to kind of head in, in that direction. That's pretty cool that you knew really early on that you went to get in the coaching side of things. It yeah. wasn't sort of like a, like an end of your playing career sort of thing. It seems like it was pretty early. No, yeah, it was fairly early. My, my mom was a teacher. Um, and I actually, myself, when I was playing back in England, um, did a, my studies to become a teacher myself, a, a, a sports science and PE teacher. So uh, did that and ended up teaching for a year or two in, in high school in England while I was playing. Um, and so I, you know, I was in the very, very much into, you know, development and, um, you know, obviously I was more focused on the football side of it, but um, enjoyed doing that, but always in my back of my mind wanted to get back into coaching. And, and like I said earlier, from a young age, um, just watching, I mean, in England, you're obviously watching football all the time and it's part of your DNA and you, you're watching post-match interviews and you're, uh, you're watching the analysts kind of break down games after. So I always enjoyed that side of it and always wanted to get, get into coaching when I've finished playing. It, it happened a little earlier than, uh, you know, I anticipated. I kind of got disillusioned a little bit with, on the playing side and a couple of injuries and, and just decided, you know, that I think I was 27, 28 at the time, you know, this is a, a good moment to, to go. And um, I've never looked back. That's, I've, I'm really pleased I made that decision. What, uh, what position did you play back when you uh, played? Forward. I was a forward. striker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, Very good. yeah, I was able, uh, job was to score goals at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I, I had a uh, fairly successful career. I, I you know, I, I miss, I still miss it now. I still miss that, uh, you know, playing. Um, but I, I loved every moment of it. And now I, I get to watch on the sidelines and, pull my hair out on the sidelines at times, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Well, if you're needing to relive the, the glory days on Monday nights, we have an old man league. You're more than welcome to join. We're Brilliant. missing that. Count we're missing in, that, that striker. You need touch. a forward. Count me in. Yeah. yeah we're always looking for goals. I don't move a lot anymore, but just give me the ball and I'll shoot. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. We'll do our best. Um, <laughs> I was I, you know, obviously trying to get prepared for this interview. I was trying to do a little bit of Google food to learn more about you. Were you part of the, the indoor Louisville lightning setup when that I was? was yeah. So, so I, um, when I moved back in 2010, my, you know, I, I hung the boots up. I, I was done. I was finished. I was like, right, this is it. And it was the same year that the lightning came around. And it was actually, ironically, it was the same, pretty much the same month it started was the month I moved over. And, uh, I remember getting a call from a guy. Uh, who was general manager at the time and, and invited me over to the facility and I kind of didn't know what to expect and ended up uh, starting to train with them. I wasn't able to play that first year as much as I wanted to because of my commitments at University of Louisville and a lot of travel. Uh, but by the end of it, I played all three years and by the end of it, it was, it was fun. It was such a good group of guys. Just the banter was, it was fantastic. Uh, and, you know, it, it's um, kind of the intro a little bit to um, soccer in Louisville, right? Beyond, um, you know, college soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, not that it was anywhere near what we have now, but it was it was cool to get that going. And Wayne was obviously a big part of that. And um, the link between him and Mockingbird and, uh, and what we have here is, yeah. So it, it was cool. Between your involvement in the Louisville Lightning, the University of Louisville, and now the Louisville City Soccer Holdings set up, like you have, you've been very much a part of, 
soccer history in the in this town and yeah i guess i have yeah iterations of it that's really yeah. cool i don't don't think anybody else can claim that yeah and i guess it started back when i was playing as well when i um moved over here again not really knowing much about kentucky about louisville about the program um so yeah i've played here i've coached here i've coached at college youth pro uh i've never really thought about it like that i've just <laughs> that's yeah, that's interesting <laughs> Um, now what's it like, I mean, obviously if you've, you've worked now both with the youth and the kind of professional levels, like, mm -hmm. is there what, like, have you enjoyed one more than the other or elements more than the other? Have you always kind of wanted to be in the professional ranks or is there something that attracted you initially to the youth side? Yeah, I've always, I mean, I've always wanted, my end goal has always been to, you know, I, you know, I'm ambitious and I wanted to coach, uh, professionally. I wouldn't say I've enjoyed one more than the other. I, I enjoy, um, I still enjoy going out and coaching the youth side of it because I, it's it's completely different uh, side of it. It's, uh, I, I enjoy seeing young players develop. And I, especially now when I'm, now I'm on this side of it, seeing some of the players that we have that have now signed pro contracts. Uh, you look at Elijah and Josh, Sebastian, Carlos. Um, I'm missing some, sorry, Owen. Uh, these guys, it, it's so cool to see them from where they were you know four or five years ago two or three years ago to where they are now so i enjoy that side of it we have uh, and it's i know it's been well documented but we have a lot of a lot of our youth players come out and train with us we had two out today that uh was the first time i've seen them and they they did fantastically they they really held themselves well uh so i really enjoy both i guess i, I don't think one more than the other i i, I guess i I enjoy coaching with um, players that are on this level, if you, if you know what I mean, uh, that um, have been, that, that all of them have different pathways and different um, avenues that they got to where they are now. And uh, I enjoy, certainly really enjoying what I'm doing now and, and working with Danny and, and the staff and uh, touch wood, we're on a really good run and it's, it's really enjoyable. How, how has it been um, working with Danny? I mean, D Danny was the assistant and, and now he's the coach. And we, we got to interview him a, a little bit back when he was the as assistant. And like, uh, it was interesting to get his perspective, doing a lot of video work back yeah. then. So it, as he's transitioned into the head coach, what, what's it been like being the assistant to someone new, new to the job? Like, like, Danny? yeah, I think. Well, I think it, it, it's good that he's been in my role and been in my role recently, right? So he he knows what he wants from my position, and um, we have a very good working relationship. And he's uh, he's great to work for. I think Danny will be the first. I admit he's still learning, right? He's still young and still new into this, as we all are. Um, but to see his growth over the last year, two years, is is awesome to see as a as a friend and as a uh, as his work colleague as well. So, but to answer your question, no, it's great. It's, um, uh, it helps that he's been in this role. Um, there's always, you know, you know, since I began, I guess there's always going to be things that we've got to get used to each other and used to the way we operate. But um, I think we're in a really great position now. We've got a lot of trust in each other. Uh, we obviously spend a lot of time here talking over tactics and, and breaking down games and opponents and, and our own games. Uh, so it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good relationship and it's one that, um, you know, we feel is working right now. So yeah, really happy with it.
Now, is he the, uh, I mean, to get dig in on your guys' relationship, like how does that work? Like when you guys are like trying to plan for like an opponent or something like that, is he, is he generally kind of pretty open or does he usually kind of come in with a pretty clear vision and you're helping fine tune things? No, he, he's very open. And um, again, a lot of it comes down to trust that like he trusts my opinion and I trust his, he knows a lot of the game, a lot of the opponents, cause he's been in this for, you know, three, four years. And obviously we both watch a lot on TV. So he has his own opinions going in and we have our, you know, we have our process throughout the week, starting really on the Sunday before the Saturday game, uh, breaking down opponents and I'll be watching games. He'll be watching games. We'll probably get together on a, uh, like the Monday afternoon, maybe Tuesday, and really iron down here. This this is what I think in each phase of the game for for the opponent, the upcoming opponent. Um, obviously, it, uh, we look at different opponents that they've played as well, different shapes that they've played, and we have ideas on uh, on each phase, and then we kind of bring that together, uh, and then come up with a plan. And and by Wednesday, we we, we really have it nailed on because Wednesday's our most important day. It's it's match day minus three. Um, it's where we do the bulk of our work tactically. It's our heaviest day as far as load and, and physically. Uh, so really that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is where we do our preparation. And, uh, you know, he, he's very, very open to ideas, uh, which is it, it really, you know, for my growth and my development, it's, it's fantastic because I, I get to give him my perspective. And he, again, he's very open to it. This offseason, I feel like is one of the best off seasons Louisville city has ever had as far as recruiting new players and, and, uh-huh. and roster moves. Can you talk a little bit, I guess, from, from your end, uh, how that process goes in the off season, like evaluating talent and, and recruiting people? Yes. Yeah, so obviously a lot of our um, players coming in are, are guys that we're familiar with. So uh, players that have played in the championship or even in the MLS level that we, that we know of. Uh, we have a, uh, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. I won't get into too much detail, but obviously James is a big part of that. Austin, who's, uh, you know, our analytics guy is a big part of it. Uh, myself and Danny kind of have our, our list of players we're looking at and, and players we've identified. And then between the four of us, it's, it's really collaborating and, and, and identifying positional needs. And, and these are the strengths, weaknesses of the player. And then from there, it's, uh, probably a bit more detail than maybe a lot of the um, audience might know. It's there's a lot of interviews that go on. We want to get to know the character and the you know how they are from a uh, team camaraderie standpoint. Are they a good fit for our for Louisville City? Do they fit our culture and our beliefs? Uh, and of course, you know, from a quality standpoint, we want to make sure that that it's right as well. And I, I agree with you. I think it was a good off season. We brought in some some uh, really special players that have helped us. Yeah, it's an unusually busy one and quite successful. It's really yeah. panning out. Um, yeah. well, I think the academy has really helped. It's, it's this off season. I think it was a good combination of academy players getting called up and playing well, and new players coming in from other teams. Absolutely, I think it's important to have a mix, right, of experience and youth. Um, and I think we've got a good um, range, uh, you know, from an age perspective and and also experience perspective in the, in the roster now. Now you you would mentioned um Austin and, and the number side of thing and Zach and I we're we're big nerds. We like the number side <laughs> of the of the game. I know it's not for everybody, but yeah. I'm just kind of curious if your perspective, like where do you fall on the uh, on the spectrum of a big believer in the numbers versus like the game's not played on a spreadsheet? I am, yeah. No, I'm I'm a believer and um whereas, you know, it's 
I'm not a guy that's going to just strictly look at numbers and, and you know, it, for me, I have to watch a play and see the way he moves and, and everything like that. And, uh, but I am a I am a believer. Danny gives me a hard time sometimes because I come to him with all these statistics on teams and players. But um, no, definitely a believer. And I think we have to be in that. You know, we get so much information now. Uh, there's so much available that we'd be foolish not to take in all that information. And um, it's it's you know Austin's great at what he does, and he kind of stays out of the way and we go and approach him and then he'll he'll give us the information that we need. And uh, so it, it's a really good relationship on that side of it as well. Now, before he was in the mix, I, I know when he first joined the organization, I believe he was pretty specifically just on the racing side of things. Like before that point, like were you guys just kind of pulling numbers on your own or, or were you kind of just not really in, engaged in much in that side? Um, it's probably before... Um, before my time, uh, I saw, I can't really comment on that, but I, you know, I, I think it's, I hate to put a percentage on it because, you know, each coach varies and I know hack will vary from another coach and another coach, but um, I think it's both, you know, we, you don't go in one without the other, right? There's, there's two sides of it. We want, want to be able to back up what we see with data and vice versa. You want to back up the data with, uh, being able to see the player and see how he operates, see how he moves, see, um, again, like I mentioned earlier, what, what's his character like on the field? And you can kind of tell a lot of that by watching a player. Watching a player during hard games as well, right? Or games that are losing, uh, not just games where they're winning. Absolutely. What Do you have a specific vision of how, like, if you your ideal team would play? Is, is there sort of a fa favorite formation or style that that you have a preference to? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I, I'm uh, what I will say from a principle standpoint. Me and Danny are very similar. Uh, we, you know, we want to play attractive front. I call it front foot. The lights just went out. Sorry, <laughs> front foot football, uh, where it's uh, we're, you know from an attacking standpoint, we're taking the initiative defensively, a high pressing team that wants to win the ball back. So I think from a principle standpoint, I mean that we have very similar philosophies and. Uh, and outlooks as far as shape and formation really um you know we're both big believers in opposition analysis um and adjusting our ship whether it's our shape or our style of play what kind of movements we're looking for from personnel depending on what the opponent's presenting or what we think the opponent's presenting so i wouldn't say there's a specific one that i'm tied down to um, and I, I know it's the same for Danny. We're, we're open. Um, at the end of the day, we want to put the guys in a position where we're going to win. And that's ultimately what, uh, what our job is and what we're, what we want as well. I feel like that flexibility has really shown in the second halves this season. Cause I, I think a thing that the team has consistently done well is, uh, like close out games and, and look even better in the second half than the first, which for me, is usually a sign of a, a team that's flexible and makes adjustments. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think a little bit of its mentality as well. The guys have done such a good job this year of seeing out games, to your point, and, and, and not just sitting back and hoping that we get the win, you know, going and trying to get another goal and another goal and, and putting teams under pressure. And um, not that we wanted it any different, whether it was last year or any game, um, prior, it's just uh, it's a group of guys that I can't give enough credit to. They're they're hungry to win. They wanna. Uh, they're all bought into our style and our philosophy. And they uh, again, they're very 
pragmatic front foot soccer players and it, it's cool it's cool to see now we we briefly got to talk about this before we really kicked things off but Recent, you know, as of this recording, this recent match was against Tampa Bay at home. It was the fill the fam match, which there was what 14,700 people there. It was a blackout, you know, just fun atmosphere and a huge win in which you guys held the number two team in the East to zero shots on target. What was the locker room like after a huge win like that? <laughs> like it is every, uh, you know, we, we put a, um, I'm, It'd be naive of me to say it's you know it's just a it was just a normal game because we we all know it was a it was a special game as far as the atmosphere the, the you know the fireworks at the end the crowd it, it, the whole night was perfect uh, the the locker room uh, we tried to make an emphasis you know throughout and, and I think the guys did a really good job of this it was it is a normal game it counts as three points right just like Tampa, Detroit away is going to count as three points hopefully um, so. The locker room was the same as it is after every win. It was, it's fun. There's music blaring. There's, I mean, it's, it's a blast. It's, um, it, you know, I can't go into too much that goes on in there because it's, uh, but locker it, room sacred. Yeah, locker room is sacred. But it's, uh, just believe me when I say it's a, it's a really fun atmosphere after a game like that. It's, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it had to be a little extra special kind of getting that monkey off your guys' back of, of Tampa Bay, just the problems that they have they have been for the club in, in recent memory. Yeah. And it was, a, look, it was a good football game as well. It was two teams yeah, was that want to play. Um, you know, I felt it was probably from a, um, like an overall standpoint, our best game. I thought from every phase we were, we were excellent. Um, there's still definitely room for improvement and that's why we go over the video on a monday or tuesday uh, to look at areas we can continue to grow but uh, i thought it was probably from each phase our, our best performance and i know i know the guys are, are hungry to keep improving and, and keep getting better and uh, you know there's still a lot more out there for us it was a good win uh, i'll never ever uh, downplay the night because it was just it was a perfect night from a you know louisville football standpoint right i mean everyone came together in this amazing atmosphere um so fantastic win but our, our minds right now and our uh, what we're looking at now is saturday uh, which will be a completely different uh, different game yeah uh, so. now kind of speaking of the, the, the tampa match Wilson Harris got the lone goal. He was an absolute bully getting that ball and score. And as a former striker yourself, can you talk to us about his, like his performance this season? It's, I would call it a breakout, but he was kind of a, a, a known entity before we had acquired him. Yeah. And so, yeah, we obviously knew about Wilson, uh, knew about his character, knew that he was, uh, had an eye for goal. And I mean, I, I'll tell you a quick story about Wilson today at lunch. Uh, uh, and it's pretty funny because we're, we're sat, he scored two goals today. He scored a, an unbelievable header, like back post, looped over the keeper's head. Uh, it was Kyle as well, which made it extra special for him. He was, he was giving Kyle some stick for that. Uh, but then he scored another, he scored a volley. Uh, and I was, uh, at the, we were having lunch today and I said to him, Kyle, that, I mean, that header was unbelievable. I was right behind it. Amazing. He goes, well, appreciate it. What about the volley though? <laughs> and asked him, you know I mean, i'm here giving you this massive cut and but that's that's what i love about wilson he he's a goal scorer and he's hungry to score he and you know he's 
his work rate you've seen over the last two games, his ability to press opponents is just part of his game. Uh, but it's an incredible part of his game. But his nose for goal and his, um, you know, want to, to shoot and to get into positions to score goals is it's fantastic. And that's exactly what you need from a nine, right? It's someone that's, that's really hungry to, to add to their tally. Now, have you had an opportunity to watch uh, many of Racing Louisville's match? I'm sure you've been a busy man. I didn't know if you've gotten to squeeze a few in here. Uh, there. Yeah, I was there last night. I was really impressed, actually. Um, I've been to a few games this year. Uh, obviously went to uh, uh, several last year. But I, what I'm really impressed with, and I was actually talking to, to John Neese and to, to Danny about this last night of the game, is the camaraderie they have. Um, they... Uh, First of all, the football they played last night, I thought was excellent and a, a really good win. Uh, but what's really impressive is these, you know, they've, they've drawn a lot of games this year. They've lost some by a single goal. They've been in every game, but their spirits, are, and I'm, we're around them at lunchtime, are really high. And, and I love that about that team. And I've, it, it's, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, struggling in the league table, uh, but what, where they are and, and the performances they've had and how close the games have been with any of the teams, doesn't matter if it's the top team, um, anywhere in the league, that I've been really impressed with them. And I think Kim's doing a great job. They've brought in some really good players. And I'm, I'm excited about the future uh, of the remainder of the season. I think they're, they're so close. They just need that one win to, to get them going. That, I think that'll spark something. And I think they could go on a real good run. So it's it's good to see. I I'm a big fan. Yeah, if they get a chance to lift a trophy this weekend, that would be a that'd be a huge morale That's, boost. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. The trophies always help morale. Yeah. So growing up in England, uh, did you have do you have an EPL team that was your team? Arsenal, yeah. Big Arsenal fan. So I'm really into the the show right now, the uh, all or nothing that series it's out. It's <laughs> uh, watching Arteta he's I, I'm a, I've been an Arsenal fan since I was five my since 89 I was born in 83 so I guess five or six my uh, my dad is an Arsenal fan his dad was an Arsenal fan and was in the uh, military base down in London so it kind of goes through the family my brother's a season ticket holder he takes his takes my nephew takes his uh, young boys to the games so uh, I get to, it's cool that I get to go home occasionally, not very often now, but when I do, I get tickets to the game. So, so. that's really cool. It's, it was a struggle being an Arsenal fan over the past few years, but it seems <laughs> like they kind of turned a corner recently, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm really pleased with, I think a couple of things, first of all, the appointment of Arteta, I think he's young, he's hungry. He's obviously worked for Guardiola. Um, and he's got that, uh, you know, I think anyone that works with Guardiola, but he's, played for Wenger. I know Wenger was always talking about him, the potential to be a great coach. And then obviously under the tutelage of, of Guardiola. But I think the biggest uh, thing from uh, Arsenal's perspective is how they've changed their recruitment process. Um, they're bringing in young players. There was a phase where they were bringing in sort of older uh, players that have, you know, Willian springs to mind, right? Why we're we bringing in Willian and David Luiz, but we're, we're bring, start, starting to bring in young guys that are hungry, that uh, have sell-on value as well. Um, and I'm really pleased with the squad right now. And then, and then giving young guys a chance, youth guys a chance, like Saka and Smith Rowe and and all these guys. So yeah, I'm 
I'm cautiously optimistic right now. I've been optimistic every at the start of every year. So. <laughs> Being cautiously optimistic is probably good since the the like the waning years of Wenger and then and then right. the in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I shouldn't have said all that. I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> Well, I hope for your sake that they have a have yeah. a good season. I, I don't I don't particularly like Tottenham. I think that's one uh, one that's, thing we can agree on. So as long as they they beat yeah. them out, that's a that's a win, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, excellent. Uh, Zach, did you have any more questions for Simon? So you've you've been here with the team for for a couple of years now. Do you have is there a favorite moment that comes to mind that uh, with the team since you've been here? Um, favorite? Well. Uh... Honestly, probably Saturday. I, I think the just again the overall experience and and more so not the result. You know, we we expect to win games and we expect to beat Tampa. That's you know we we hold ourselves to a high standard. So it's not necessarily the result, although the result was fantastic. Just the whole experience of Saturday, I think, was it, it was amazing to see and like for someone that and you guys have have been here for a long time as well, but for, for someone that was briefly here, you know, 2001 to 2004 to see where football was back then to see where it is now. And the, the interest, um, it was, that, that was a special moment. Um, I'm a big, I, I love away wins. I don't know. There's something about going on the road and just grinding out a win and getting on the bus or the flight and, and, uh, you know, having a beer after and celebrating the win. There's something about that that's that shows like real fight, and that's something that the the best teams in the world, a championship caliber team, needs that to go away and win on the road. Uh, so uh, there's a, a bunch of away games that I can say that for as well. But certainly Saturday was yeah, it was up there. I could confirm that being an away fan is equally as fun. Something special yes. about that being the <laughs> being the minority. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You did make me think of another question though, is obviously, you you know, you saw a lot of the youth setups in in England and now we've really built something I think is pretty, pretty special here in Louisville. How does that compare to what you're, you're familiar with in England, which has this long history of, of having these sort of setups? Yeah. I mean, of course we're still relatively new and still in a, you know, what is it? Two years old now that our academy yeah. so still relatively new, but the, the growth, what I can say is the growth in that two years and what Mario, what Luke is doing now, what Tim on the girls side are doing is just incredible. And look, these, you got to remember these academies in England uh, that have been around for, you know, I mean, the club's been around for over a hundred years, these clubs. So they've got this long tradition of developing players and, uh, but what they're doing here is, is fantastic with the facility, uh, with the staff they have now, with the competition that they're in and the ECNL and the USL Academy League that they're in. Uh, it, it's, it's a brilliant place for young players to develop and, and for us to see the best talent, not just in Louisville, but, you know, I don't know, two, three hour radius from Louisville to bring players in. So it helps us for sure. I mean, Again, we have players every day in training from our academy setup that that are in that are doing well and not just there for a number, but there to contribute. Uh, so it, it's really good to see. It's hard to compare because again, the the English ones have been there for so long, and uh, it's a little bit of a different model to where we are right now, as far as um, you know, uh, one team per age group, free to play, and all that stuff. 
but um, certainly the trajectory that we're on is it, it's incredible to see in the in the two years. Now, I'm not asking you to name names, but given how many players seem to be flirting with, with at least training with the first team, do you think there that there's going to be a few that will potentially kind of break into to making the roster? Like we've already had a few guys, which is which is yeah. I think crazy considering how young the the academy is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate to have obviously been in, been with the academy before, so I know a lot of the players that are even the look, and it's so young. I mean, these guys are so it's so early to sell, but I I was uh, fortunate to coach the 08s, and um, that's what the 08s now. I think they're U15 coming into U15 next year. Uh, some some real some really talented players, and and all across the board. Uh, um, there's, there's players that we have our eye on and now way too young right now um, to obviously bring into first team training but certainly what we know is with Luke, with Mario, with Tim uh, and all the staff uh, so, you know, for, for us on the boys side these players are in such good hands and they're getting such good training uh, the training replicates our training a lot of it, the demands uh, that the coaches place on the players uh, the, the training itself and the, the exercises and the style of play so that when they come into our environment, they're ready. Um, that's the main thing for us, right? That when we're not putting them in a position where they could fail or, or they will fail, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're comfortable, they're challenged um, and, and they can thrive. And the guys are doing such a good job uh, developing these players. So yeah, the, the future's bright. There's going to be definitely additions, I'm sure. Um, again, won't name names, but the, we've certainly there's a there's a lot of players in our system that we we've got our eye on. Very exciting. I I, I particularly love seeing the the set up thrive and seeing a lot of local guys yeah. be able to make it to the pros. That's uh-huh. something they've never had before. It's huge. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. We, we've kept you late enough that they've turned the lights out on you at well, the office. Saving money, I guess. <laughs> Right. Listen, I, I appreciate everything you guys do. The show is awesome. And uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Simon. Uh, safe travels up to Detroit this weekend and really hoping you guys are able to bring back uh, three points from that one. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Well, that was great. Thank you very much for Simon Bird for, for joining on with us and spending his time meeting meet with us late in the evening. He was in his office still. I know. This guy's we weren't, I mean, I, I don't think we haven't started doing video yet, but we were not joking. They did turn the lights out on him. <laughs> we kept him, we kept him real late. It was good. Hey, you know, I felt like I knew a bit about Danny Cruz while he was the assistant coach, but Simon was somebody I, I was not very familiar with. So I'm glad we had an opportunity to chat with him and learn a little bit more about his, his background. And I think it is pretty cool how deep his, his ties are with soccer in this city between the lightning, UofL, now little city that's pretty cool like that's little pretty soccer forced gump <laughs> he very much is so um well i want to thank everybody for tuning in listen to this episode thank you very much to the state of louisville as always for hosting this podcast uh, zach and i we have a we have a slew of interviews set up over the, over the coming weeks um engaging with different people around the soccer community I think there'll be some interesting conversations. Um, We're going to get some, really some different angles too. It's not, not all of them are going to be super on the field soccer focused, which I think should be a fun change of pace. Yeah. Kind of like when we brought on Connor talking yeah. about cameras and stuff. More <laughs> camera stuff talk. This is now that, now that we have the radio show, this is camera talk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we work it in when we can. So, <laughs> but again, uh, 
you know, make sure you guys uh, you know, check us out online. I got VamosMarauders.com doing a lot of writing in Little City. Zach and I, we are on Soccer City Radio, which is on Thursday, 6 to 7, ESPN 680, 105.7. Make sure you check us out there. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. Zach, where can they find you? You can find me at Zach W. Allen, but I, I do not recommend it. <laughs> not a recommended follow. <laughs> you got the hot takes, though. All right, well, make sure you guys uh, stay tuned to this feed. Keep an eye out because we're going to have some more interviews coming soon. But until then, we'll catch you guys later. Bye, all. Vamos, Morados. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.